0: New on Curiosity Stream. With my infrared drone, I can see what others can't. Drone pilot Doug Thrawn uses his bird's eye view for the ultimate good, saving animals from desperate situations around the globe. Join the rescue effort on a new season of Doug to the Rescue. And you captured a Confederate steamboat. We're taking a ship to freedom. An enslaved crew, a stolen vessel, and a Civil War dash to salvation on impossible escapes. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.
1: Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and Select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information.
0: Initialize sequence. Now. The Bradfoot. Brad Faux Show. Welcome to the Bradfo Show, the place where WEEI.com's Rob Bradford talks all things that interest him. Some of which you might just want to listen to. So sit back and soak in another episode of the soon-to-be award-winning show a whole bunch of people are talking about. Show. Here's Rob Bradford.
2: Welcome to another edition of the Bradfoe Show, sponsored, as always, by Gould's Distinctive Clothing and Hub New England Insurance, two of the finest institutions you will find on this planet and today, very special Bradfoe Show with NHL Free Agency in full bloom. We have in our presence, in studio, in the Bradfoe Show studio, DJ Bean, beat writer for WEI.com for the Boston Bruins. DJ, say hello. What's
3: up? Very blessed to be here.
2: <laughs> and, and then on the phone we have the voice of the fan. Turtle Boy from TurtleBoySports.com, an avid Bruin follower, an avid follower of all things Boston sports. Turtle Boy, what's going on?
4: Hey, What's up, fellas? How you doing?
3: What up, (laughs) (laughs)
2: T-Boy? So we're going to get right to it. We're gonna get right to it, and, and because today we could be talking about World Cup, that's fine. There's enough people too depressing. To, uh, yeah, I mean, this we're moving on from Belgium. Things I oh. never thought I would say, <laughs> but but so oh, in regards to the Bruins, there was a lot of news to come out today. And the first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go ask DJ for you just to go run through the bullet points of what happened today, who signed that we should know about. Don't 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 bother with the riffraff. Let's talk about the most important things that happened today. And then I'll get Turtle Boy to ask you, what was your impressions? How do you feel as a fan about the Bruins when you go to sleep tonight compared to when you woke up this morning? But DJ, first, what happened today?
3: Everyone left the Bruins. A bunch of people left the Canadians. Uh, Joe McGinla uh, to Colorado, three years, $16 million. Sean Thornton, two years. million in Florida. Not a great signing, not a great allocation of cap space for the Panthers. Not for the Thornton family. But they need to get to the the cap floor, so great news for everyone. They get a good uh, experienced leader in Thornton and Thornton gets paid. Good for him. That's more money than he ever made here. So, excellent, great news for Sean Thornton. Happy for him. What else? Uh, Chad Johnson went to the Islanders. He got $2.6 million over two years. Another case of Good guy, going to a bad team, getting paid, awesome. The Bruins were going to bring these guys back. Uh, Shirelli said today that they pretty much decided yesterday that they weren't going to bring a Ginla back. And, uh, again, he went and he got paid $16 million over three years. He's not going to win a cup in Colorado, probably not, but he got paid, good for him.
2: All right, T-Boy, Turtle Boy, what do you think? You, As I said, when you hit your head on the pillow tonight, do you feel okay about how things are transpiring in regards to the Bruins world, or does all of this stuff... Especially againley McGinley is the only one. Right. Aginla's right. the guy. Does that make you nervous? Does that make you uneasy? Or do you just have blind faith in, in the breeze?
4: Uh, of course it does. I feel terrible. Jerome McGinley was on that. He got poor guy. Got stuck on the, one of the worst lines I've ever seen in Bruins playoff history on that top line. And I was saying from the beginning that I mean Claude. You know he doesn't mix his lines up. You should have put McGinley on. Uh, the version online, so he could actually have somebody confident with him, and he could actually put the puck on the net. He's the only but He took 10 total shots in game six and seven combined, which are more than the other two. They are Lucic and Kraichi combined. Uh, I feel awful about it. I think he's a veteran. I think he's a winner. I think he had some bad puck luck in the playoffs, and I feel awful. I, I, I mean, what do we gain?
3: Well, you, you raise an interesting point postseason wise. I mean, the. the... Lucic, Lucic and Crutchy kind of disappeared. They weren't one of the worst. I mean, I could definitely take you back the last ten, fifteen years and say some it. truly awful lines yeah. that uh, that that you and I both saw. But I mean, as far as the playoffs go, if they were to have moved uh, Againla off that line. You look at Aginla, he was one of your best players in the uh, in the postseason. But who's in that same conversation? Riley Smith. So if you put him on that Bergeron line, then you're almost punishing a guy who really came to life in the postseason in Riley Smith. Uh, losing Aginla well, yeah. is a huge, huge loss. Here, here, and here's
4: what you do. You switch Aginla and Marshawn then. Okay, because Marchand They play different nothing. positions. That's true. They're different sides. But, uh, like, if you could potentially adjust that. Don't back saying. down. Like Marshawn did nothing. Top two guys did nothing. Have them all do nothing together. At least put in with some production. I like that. Smith Schmi- is uh, yes, yeah, second line is true. But the, the the best line in the playoffs was by far the third line. I mean that's the only line you really had confidence in whenever it came out. All right. So
2: so so the answer is in in I I agree. I mean this this all let's all either stink together or be good together. Well, if you lo-
3: so if you loved the third line, then there's great news for you because that third line right wing Louis Erickson. Guess what he becomes? He's now with your two yeah. friends Lucic and Krejci, and he's a first liner.
4: Uh, I mean, do you trust Louis
3: Erickson? So here's the thing: like, this is two years in a row now that the Bruins kind of have to sell people on Louis Erickson. Last year, it was awesome because people were ready to hate Tyler Sagan, people were ready to get him out of town, and they move him. And generally, the fans are okay with it. They've, they've since come to kind of revolt, but generally, the fans were okay with it. They loved the idea of Louis Erickson, uh, a quote unquote underrated player. And given that this city has gotten its rocks off on watching Patrice Bergeron play and saying what an underrated guy he was, they were psyched to have Louis Erickson come in. Obviously, this season, people forgot what concussions are, and all they look at were the 10 goals, and they say that he's terrible, he's not a good fit. That's not true. He was obviously a good fit with Carl Soderberg there, but now it's less of uh, this great team that has Jerome McGinley already and all these guys uh, has Louis Erickson, and we'll see where he fits in. Versus now, you're legitimate. Like they have to sell people on the fact that he is for real a first line player, which is what he was in Dallas, and I think he can be, but I'm not sure. If I were them, I'd go and find another right shot though, because now they they only they don't have any right shot wings on their roster right now. Their top so their top three right wings right now, which the top two are definitely Erickson and Smith, are left shots. Crutchy doesn't Crutchy has had Horton, he's had Aginla. he hasn't had left shooting right wings. Hey, so
2: speaking of Horton.
3: Yeah. You guys want Horton back? I think that right now they yeah. would take him back.
4: I mean he's better than better than the alternative, but I mean I, I think Nathan Horton's days are numbered to be honest in the NHL. Cool.
3: Well, the pill I mean what? Just concussion wise or injury wise?
4: Concussion and injury wise both. I, I don't, I mean, do you see Do you see Nathan Horton being five or six more years solid in the
3: NHL? I think that Nathan Horton kind of, won, and he's a great guy, wish him all the best. I think that he kind of wanted to fade into obscurity, and that's why he went, took a long-term deal oh, in course. Columbus. But I, yeah. I I don't, I mean, look, you could have written Patrice Bergeron off that's years it. ago and said that he would only have a couple more years because of concussions. So it's funny how thing, how things kind of work out that way.
2: Hey, guys, so before we get into how you're going to fix the Bruins after they lost these players, I, w- I want to get into the guy that DJ said really doesn't make a difference in Sean Thornton. And and now we have the image of Sean Thornton wearing a scally cap on the, on the streets of South Beach. Right. And, and, and so, you know, we know what Sean Thornton was here. And I do think that Sean Thornton got a huge, huge break because he was Sean Thornton. Totally. Right?
3: Yeah, we um, all agree uh, with that. He was a seventh. He was a fourth liner who stayed in a, t- on any team for seven years straight. That's ridiculous. Well, fourth liners change every year. So,
2: Lord, As a fan, do you see it that way? Because DJ is looking at it through the the purity of watching hockey as a as a hockey writer. As a fan, do you say you have to have Sean Thornton? You have no, to bring him back? no,
4: no. You can't say you have to have any fourth liner. That's silly. I mean, that's 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 falling. It's almost falling in love with the. But he's friendly. <laughs> Jack, oh, Yeah. He's, oh, so, he, so he's the Johnny Gomes of the Bruins, is everything? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. The without we, we, without we the average,
2: it, without the average against lefty pitching. Yeah. I will yeah. say,
3: that, I will say that over the last couple of years between Sean Thornton, uh, Andrew Ference, now Jerome McGinley, and Chad Johnson, the Bruins have found a way to lose some extremely friendly people. Well, that's that's, oh, that's, that's going to hurt them on the yes.
2: ice. Yeah, that's that's very important. That's very that's extremely important. I'm sure, he, I'm sure they have a hard goal. I'm sure they're very, very people. Oh, Chad
3: Johnson's seriously a nice person
2: in the world. Oh, that's great. That's super. So it, it reminds me, I was listening to Dave. As a quick aside, guys, I was listening to Dave O'Brien do the Red Sox broadcast at the end of the game. and He's talking about Jackie Bradley. And Jackie Bradley, hey, you know, Mookie Betts is here. They're really good friends. Maybe that'll make a difference. And a 96-mile-an-hour fastball by Jackie Bradley, <laughs> right. strike three. So, anyway, that gets to us. I want to stay on Sean Thornton for a second because you know, Sean Thornton wanted to stay here. He gets the two-year deal, which I guess I would ask you guys, would you ever have thought that Sean Thornton would have gotten a two-year deal?
3: Pro- like, yeah. it, it, it wasn't outside the realm of possibility. I would think that... I mean, people are saying that competitive teams are trending away from having uh, like these not necessarily goons, but fighters and guys with less skill on their fourth lines, and they want to get quicker and more skilled. Guess what? The Florida Panthers are not. They're not a competitive team. They, I think they, they're trying to kind of change the culture there. They've got a lot of young guys, and they want to have good people in that room and people that. What
4: Florida's trying to do? They're trying to sell tickets. Sean yeah. Thornton gets people to come to the arena. Tim Thomas, you know, you like should, last I mean, year, yeah, so same Florida deal. The Panthers are going to lose a lot of games, but you can watch Sean Thornton beat someone up tonight. So come on out.
3: Yeah, well, there
2: you go. Circle, circle the ambulance, right? Either way, either way,
3: as long as he gets paid, well, yeah, he'll yeah, take it. Good
2: for him. Yeah, we we all feel good. Our, our hearts. Well, I'm, not, I'm
4: not surprised that he would end up in a place like Florida. If you told me two years in a competitive market, uh, like Montreal or something like that, yes, that would be very shocking, but not Florida.
2: Right. Is this his last contract for Sean Thornton?
3: Uh, I think that's he said years. that he wanted to play two more years at least, and now over the last few months it's turned to he's just said, I want to play multiple so more years. So here's
2: a weird question that in, in Turtle Boy you can answer. The, Sean Thornton leaves, and you say, who cares about a fourth-line guy? Well, who takes the place of Sean Thornton? And maybe that's a broad question. I'm not just talking about the fourth-line guy who plays once in a while, but who takes the place of Sean Thornton?
4: The Sean Some other, some other goon that you pull out the streets, you know. It's like, I mean, Sean Thornton, nice guy, heart of gold. Don't forget, in the 2011 playoffs when we won the Stanley Cup, Thornton had very little to do with that. Once Tyler Sagan got called up, I believe, and I don't even think Thornton dressed for most of the games. Sir, in the incorrect. Cup
3: in I so uh, game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals, they were getting their asses kicked in the first period, and then Claude put the Merlot line out for a shift. And for like the first time all game, the Bruins kept the puck in the offensive zone. They were putting pressure on them, and then like with honestly within a couple minutes, Marshand or uh, Marshand had scored that first goal. So they, I mean, how aside from all the character stuff, out? they they that line certainly had a big impact on that playoff run.
4: But how many games did he sit out? Uh, sat out several games.
3: No, he didn't. He he, he sat out like I want to say two or three. Um. So, let me think. In the Tampa... So, I think, the, I think the, it was the last three of the Tampa series and the first one or... The first two, so five right total.
4: After, right after Shagan came up and he scored those two goals in one game there. And then, uh, I forget who it was that was coming back from him. Bergeron. And they, to, and, they, and they had to make a choice about who they were going to fit. Right. Thornton and, you know, he's a great team player about it, but he did sit, And so, you know, that that's why... My, I guess my point here is that, like... Yeah, it, it's sort of But like it was when
3: they put him we, back in the lineup for Game 3 that, like, and that's another thing that people point to, is taking Sagan out of the lineup and putting Thornton back in for Game 3 was like a big momentum shifter.
2: Well, the good news is that we've established that Sean Thornton has a heart of gold. Yes. We, we, all three of us, I think, have said that. But, uh, okay, so let's move on. Let's, let's go to what the Bruins are going to do now. We've had this day of losing guys. So, Turtle Boy, in your perfect world, is there one guy that you want or even one position, one skill set that you want?
4: Uh, somebody that can actually you know hit the broad side of the bottom of the puck. Uh, I mean somebody that could actually hit a wide open shot in front of the net. I mean that's obviously what the Bruins lack. They lacked I mean Sagan was the guy they lack All right. you know, obviously somebody not as amazing as Patrick Kane, but somebody with the, you know the puck skills that isn't I mean the Bruins are built around bruisers in a sense. I mean they have a blue collar Boston mentality to them which is lovely and that's awesome but eventually you have to score, and uh, so that would be my default. And I think, again, what was that guy? He's a 30-goal scorer. He's a guy that puts the puck in the net, and I think that this is a big loss. Puzzle. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, ultimately, it's not the end of the world. I mean, the NHL is the one league where year in and year out, you can be competitive in the playoffs as a 6, 7, or 8 seed. I mean, look at it this year. Uh, I think the Rangers were, uh, what, fit in their conference in points, and the Kings were sixth. I mean, this happens routinely. The Kings won the Stanley Cup in 2012 as an eight-seed. The year before, when we lost to um, uh, Philadelphia in 2010, they were a seven-seed they made the Stanley Cup final. This happens routinely. So ultimately, I think there's a lot of uh, luck, almost, a luck element in hockey in that your goalie has to get hot. Well, so important thing.
3: regarding the whole score thing, people will always – forget this the Bruins were third in goals last season like yeah,
2: but that was with Ginla.
3: that was with aginla so if you take no. away Aginla, what would you where would you expect to go from there exactly That's even what if you asking even you. if you even if you subtract 30 goals there's well, probably still going to be top you, 10 you've
2: subtracted them so still that it that is a Gindla's goals so how do you replace DJ bean how do you replace Aginla's goals
3: with the cap money that you have you don't you don't.
2: so is that a problem
3: it's in the Eastern Conference, I honestly so last year they were good enough to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. We all fought. and then they didn't score against the Canadians in the postseason. They missed a lot of opportunities. You were right, uh, Turtle Boy. They were not scoring.
4: Well, but, was that fluky? Do you think? Do you think that was fluky of Krejci and Lucic, or is that? I whole, don't think it was necessarily
3: um, fl- like there. Like for Krejci, he just had so much less space to deal with. Like it was, it was obviously a bigger challenge for him in that series than it was in Detroit or against Detroit, but as far as replacing that production goes you can't go out and find another 30 goal scorer the reason they did not sign Jerome Ginla was because they didn't have the money to do it so they can't go out and find somebody who will do the same thing they're gonna have to move up Louis Erickson or make a trade and hope for the best
2: well so, so give me so you don't, you there's not one name and you being the capologist that you are, DJ. No. There's not one name you say, that guy might be able to slide in. And maybe right now we're not looking at him in the in the scope of this this goal score. But he uh, could potentially be something that could really help. The I'll team.
3: give you one. Matt Frazier, he's got an unbelievable shot. Maybe the best in the organization among their forwards. Certainly with the Ginla gone now, he's probably got the best among their, their forwards. The Penguins, for years, like... They've been a team that they can plug in guys who have one really good skill set with other great players, and they'll be able to score a ton of goals. Maybe if you play a Matt Frazier type with uh, a David Krejci, maybe he scores a ton of goals just from being with two other really, really good players. So he's kind of the dark horse they could put in there, and maybe he could be a 20-25 goal scorer.
4: Don't you think that's that's almost like the Red Sox looking at Jackie Bradley as being the replacement for Jacoby Ellsbury? It's an unproven... Yeah, right, to totally.
3: It, I mean, it's it's not ideal, but I mean, and I I hate the whole cap jail term thing, but really, unless they make a lot of trades, then their hands are kind of tied here. I think the move that they could have made if they wanted to was to get rid of Chris Kelly, move his contract, but even then, they still would have needed another $2, 3000000 million before they would have been able to sign a Jerome McGinley type, so there, there isn't a move to be made out there by just going out and signing someone. Okay,
4: last... What about Boychuk?
3: Ooh. What's that?
4: If they trade Boychuk, so
3: Jerome McGinley's cap hit is going to be five and a half million dollars. Johnny Boychuk makes three point three million dollars. If you trade him for a bunch of draft picks and everything, a you're giving up somebody who, I mean, at the end of next season when he's a free agent, he's going to make a ton of money. Look at all the money that these bad left shot defensemen are making on the open market Mm -hmm. right now. Johnny Boychuk, a really solid right shot defenseman who could play on a top pairing in a lot of different teams, he's going to make bank. So do you? Give that guy away, or do you maybe preemptively cut your losses knowing that you won't be able to afford him? Even if you do that, you still need to move another contract before you can afford Jerome McGinlaw.
2: All right, so the last question I'll ask you guys, and you talked about moving another contract, and we've gone through who they lost, who they could potentially get or not get because of the capology. But Brad Marchand, who came up earlier in the offseason, and there were some rumors surrounding him. Those rumors were shut down. I'll start with you, Turtle Boy. Your perspective, you don't have to tell me that whether or not Brad Marchand is going to get traded, but would you want to at least explore a deal in regards to Brad Marchand, or is he too valuable, especially with the gone? No, it, it,
4: it, Marchand, Krejci, Krejci I apologize, and Luchich, those three, it's so hard to tell. Because those, he, Brent Marshawn can be so amazing when he wants to be. We'll never forget him in the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, how accurate and he would just release the puck at just the right time. He could put the puck in the perfect spot. It's truly amazing what he can do sometimes. But are you going to get that, Marshawn? Are you going to get the jerk that we've seen, uh, you know, in the last playoffs? Uh, you know, he's just, it's one thing if you're a pest and you're backing it up with solid play on the ice. It's another thing if you're just a pest and you do nothing and you contribute very little to the team. It, it, it ultimately, you know it's a really tough one because you don't know what you're giving up I, I would trade him though. I, I don't I don't think long term Brad Marchand is going to be uh, I think we've already seen his peak to be perfectly
3: honest so each year going into each year I pencil Brad Marchand in for 30 goals and he's yet to hit that mark yet he came close a couple years ago when he had 28 but he's a guy that if again and you brought up the, the streakiness of him this year he was just horrifically streaky uh if he's consistent and we've yet to really see it for a full season, aside from that 2012-13 uh, or 2011-12 season, then he can get you 30 goals. That being said, he's not, I don't look at him as the real core of this team, which is uh, Chara, Bergeron, Lucic, mm-hmm. um, Rask. So, aside from those guys, and maybe you throw Krejci in there, aside from those guys, of course, you should be willing to deal with. The guy, like, if the right offer comes along, yeah, but yeah, then I mean, you're willing, yes, but he's, you're,
2: you're willing to deal any human being. I understand right. that. <laughs> but, 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 by if, no means is
3: he the problem that they need to get rid of in order to make this team better.
2: Okay, you don't think so, no? no. Well, and, and if, if he might not be the problem, but is he the solution? That's very that, profound. That yeah. was
3: unbelievable. That's
2: really, I just blew your mind. Didn't I? <laughs> I saw your <laughs> eyes light up
3: as you were saying that because no, you yeah. realized like how cool you are about to sound. <laughs> um, he's not the problem, but he's the solution. I mean, well, let's go into next year. Who would you guess would lead the team in goals? Last year, I thought it would be Aginla or Marchand. And Which are going to lead the team in goals? So as the team is constituted right now, I mean, Marchand's a candidate, isn't he?
2: Sure, I, I, I think so. I think that you're a big Lucic Lu- fan. Huh? I mean, I always, Do you love yourself some At Lu- times,
4: at times, yeah, at times I am. I mean, he's he's not Cam Neely, but he's the closest thing we, we've seen in quite some time. And you know, when when he's on, he's on. But he's he's so frustrating. Like these guys, I've ne- it's, I've never seen a Jekyll and Hyde. You know, show like the three guys they keep naming there: uh, Marshans, Kre- Krejci, and Luchich. And I, you love them to death sometimes, and then you just stare at the TV and you yell at them. And it's like, what is wrong with you? What happened to the other guy I saw before? So certainly, I like them at times, but they're beyond frustrating. So t- I, I don't understand. So,
2: Turbo Boy, do you feel better or worse about the Bruins so much- no, than you did at the beginning of this podcast?
4: Um, I feel worse.
2: Okay, yeah, I feel worse. I feel the same way. I think DJ just brought us down to a, a big old dose of reality. Well, yeah, I, no, I'm not. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but that's it's it is the reality. And and I, terrible. I thought you had a good point. In hockey, you know, there's a lot of parity. You can still win by being a lower seed. We understand that, and they're still one of the better teams.
3: The, they're People one of the five best teams in the NHL, right. and I think that's a great thing to like. If Dale were here right now, he would pull his hair out because he would get so mad when I would say they're one of the two best teams in the NHL, and he would lose his mind. How could you suggest they're not the best team in the NHL? <laughs> if you're one of the top 10 teams in the NHL, if you, as you said, Turtle Boy, if you're one of the top 16 teams in the NHL, you got a stew going. you got a chance. So yeah. anything can happen. Like, they'll, the take, they'll, take, they'll take being one of the five best teams in the NHL. Are they as good today as they were yesterday? No. With who, all apologies re- to Christopher Brino. Yeah, it
2: re- really is who who really is as good today as they were yesterday To be prepared. what's the
3: uh, the Toby Keith song I'm <laughs> not as good as I once was yeah,
2: I don't know Turtle boy what so what I always love asking you this what so what's sticking your craw <laughs> So we're, we're we're at the end of the podcast we've talked about the Bruins Turtleboysports.com, great website I want you your opinionated guy you're the voice of the fan what is sticking your craw as we speak?
4: Uh well, World Cup right now is sticking in my craw. Uh, it's too predictable. I mean, we've all heard about the flapping before and people complain about that all the time and it's terrible. And soccer fans really just get to me because they're they're so defensive of their their sport. You can't even say anything negative about soccer without them calling you xenophobic and, you know, oh are you ignorant Americans and you don't understand the soccer? It's like Americans in general
3: work. are ignorant, but.
4: <laughs> yes, perhaps. <laughs> We're automatically
3: That's ignorant. No,
4: nevertheless, uh, it's my biggest beef for the World Cup, and I, I've loved watching it all, but there have been eight playoff games so far, right? Not a single underdog has won one of these games. Yeah.
3: All the there's group leaders wrong. won.
4: There there is something wrong with that. Well, you watch you know, there could be a couple upsets in this, Well, you, you
2: watched know? the US Belgium game today, right? And and yes. yeah, it was a great story or not not even a great story for the US. It wasn't a great story. Right, against. yeah, they could
3: have won today. It, yeah, but They could
2: have
4: lost could have ten to one. Right. Day.
2: It was it was you talk about there's no upsets. Well, there's a reason there's no upsets because Belgium had like a hundred shots on it right. right? <laughs> and the oh. US. They had was
4: like vastly superior team they were about five inches taller on average because in the United States the tallest players play basketball you don't play soccer and so on corner kicks the United States is at such a disadvantage I mean go back and watch it they beat us to every header uh, uh, there must keep a stat on headers but it was like a hundred to two or something ridiculous like that I'm sure and it was, it was aggravating to watch this rinky-dink little country the Connecticut of Western Europe literally a cut through between France and Germany that doesn't even have an official language. Beat the most powerful nation on earth. That that's disheartening. I will
2: say this. I'm going to miss the World Cup because the photo, I, I the, the Associated Press photos. They they, they don't make any bones about it. They're gonna find the hot looking chicks. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. P- paint with the body paint in the the country's colors.
3: I've I've noticed that every photo that's posted on weei. that's like click here for soccer news.
2: <laughs> like oh soccer news yeah, you, you know say. Turtle boy You do the same. Is that thing? what they yeah, call it? Oh, yeah. Well, it's all about teaching. All right, turtle boy. Well, thanks again for joining us. It's always a pleasure, turtle boy Tuesdays. I think I like the sound of that. Don't you? Turtle boy like Tuesdays. Yeah, that's right. And they ring to it. what. what well, what could DJ be? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, you think about that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It'll be witty. Anyway, so Third Boy, thanks for joining us. DJ, thanks for joining us, and we'll do this all again as we get closer to the season. We'll talk, maybe we'll just do it closer to the season and talk about something else. Are you a music guy? Well, no matter what, next I, time we
3: do it, we will be closer to the season. So, no,
2: well, no, we're a little closer. A <laughs> little uh, baby steps. Turtle Boy, you're a music guy. What? Yeah, I like you're, music. Well, what's what's your music?
4: Oh, uh, you know, you name it. I like a mixture of everything. All right, you know,
3: so little, little, little
4: nice. A right. cu- little country, a little hip-hop, doesn't matter.
2: Man. All right, well, when we do the karaoke off, then uh, you are oh, formally God.
4: invited.
3: Are we ever going to, so, like, uh, a quick WEI rant. What happened to, like, Planet Mike Yokey and stuff?
2: Uh, I cannot, that's not that, sh- this, that's a different show. Is know. there going
3: to be? But is there something that involves? But, but a
2: little, but a little inside, uh, inside radio slash podcast DJ Turtle Boy, DJ had the great idea. Tell me your idea that you wanted to do. What was my idea? The um, the, uh, the national anthem guy.
3: Oh yeah. Well, I can't give it away. Then, then what if those nah, those busters it's, it's across the nah, street cop it?
2: Nah, nah. nah. It? Just, just, just just say it.
3: Okay. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, so. When the Bruins were knocked out of the playoffs early, what I wanted to— I really don't want to say this. All
2: right, all right. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll let you—we'll we'll try to execute it, and then everyone will find yeah, out at the same time. perfect. because we can still do it. Anyway, that's another Brad Bradfoe show. Thanks, all my guests, for joining us. We all get T-shirts, if you already already. I have still t-shirts. haven't got a T-shirt. All right, well, you all be getting T-shirts. So. Swag. Yes, yeah, excellent. And so have a great day, and thanks again.
0: New on Stream.
4: From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth.
0: We track them. We study them. We hope the big one never comes. Don't look up. It's Asteroid Rush. And alligators. They rarely get sick. They even outlasted the dinosaurs. Could they hold the secret to human longevity? Their blood could have antibacterial applications. Wade into the investigation on immortal alligators. Watch now on Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.
1: Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information.
0: The difference between an
2: agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are.